Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just $60, bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. G'day, welcome to Better Than Yesterday. I'm Osha Ginsberg. Thanks for being here. It's Friday. It's the 9th of September. And uh, this is a podcast that's here to make your day-to-day better than yesterday. Something you hear on this show and every show is going to do just that. Make your day-to-day better than the day before by having conversations with people from all over the world, from all walks of life. Some of them experts in their field. Hopefully, well, I know I do, I get left with something that makes me think about the world in a different way. Think about thinking about things differently. Something that makes my day feel better than it was the day before. That's kind of how I live my life, kind of how I wanted to make a show. And I'm grateful you're here. Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays I'm here. Mondays, Wednesdays with a guest Fridays here with you. Also, please do check out Dad Pod, which is a podcast I'm doing with Charlie Clawson at the moment, and it's uh, freaking cool. We have uh, well, we did a Q&A episode this week. Super fun. Super duper fun. Uh, just to quickly check in with you, uh, I'm back home. I'm in my house. I'm right now on my bed. And I'm so grateful. So grateful to be out of hospital. It's amazing. And I am out of hospital because of something that I I learned how to do, uh, I guess, quite young for my parents, but something that definitely played a huge role in my positive mental health outcomes. And that's being an advocate for myself. Both my folks were doctors and I guess we just grew up learning that health seek, help-seeking behavior was quite normalized. You know, oh, it's a problem. You don't know how to fix it. Let's go see this person. Don't know how to fix it. Didn't always do that. But, uh, certainly once my mental health got quite bad and I just kind of decided, no, I deserve to feel better than this. I started to just seek as hard as I could, seek solutions and just explore every every opportunity. I know the warning signs of when I'm starting to fall apart. And those warning signs are hard fought. Basically, it was early on. I started to pay attention to, if I'm having a really horrible, horrible, horrible day, it was when I was about 18 or 19 and I was delivering groceries for pensioners, driving around in my van, delivering groceries. And I get to the end of the night and I'd start to make mistakes or nearly getting a car crash or have a really, you know, kind of terrible time or, or say something that I shouldn't have said or do something I shouldn't have done or, or make a big mistake 
big faux pas socially or or take something, do a really risky thing later on or drink way too much, which I end up doing anyway. Anyway, I started to go, well, hang on a second. Like, surely I should figure out what starts, what does my day feel like early, early on and see if I can get ahead of this. And so I started to deconstruct after, you know, she had gone down. What was the first moment where things started to take a turn? And like scuba diving, when you learn to scuba dive, you learn how many minutes you can stay at a certain depth before you get decompression sickness. And they tell you, like any safety rule, all these decompression tables are written in blood. You know, they had to figure out by having people get very seriously injured or even die. Yeah, that's only, that's the maximum amount of time you can stay there. So, you know, only after things had fallen to bits did I learn to start reverse engineering things and try to figure out what's the earliest sign or signal that I've turned a corner here. Back to the earliest recognizable inkling of when things started to go off the rails. So as a general rule, I know the main really big one, if I can no longer use the breathing techniques that I'm very good at, and I've practiced a lot and I know work, if I can no longer use my breathing techniques or a workout or meditation, if I can no longer calm myself down, if I can no longer downregulate, I'm unable to stop my heart racing or stop a feeling of tension or, or compression in my chest or tightness in my throat. If I can no longer relax myself out of that, I know I'm in trouble. That's the first sign for me that things have turned. Not will turn, have turned. That is a sign that I'm already on the pathway. And I know, I know that it won't be long. It might be a couple of days. It might be six weeks. I know though for sure if I don't do something about that, things will fall apart because every single time that things have fallen apart, that is what's happened. So the other night, lying in hospital, I was supposed to only be in there for five days. I think it was like day six or something like that. They wanted me to go home, but they said, we can't let you go home because we're just trying to organize some home care for you. And until we organize the home care, until we organize a nurse coming to your house, you're going to have to stay here so we can do this thing. But it's something that a nurse can do in your own home. But we need to go jump through some hoops with your health fund and with the home care company and we've got to get some stuff happening. There's faxes, fucking faxes. Who sends a fucking fax? Apparently, these people. So slow, slow, slow paper-based systems between my health fund and the hospital, the home care, it was, it was a clusterfuck, but uh, completely uncertain. I guess, ah, oh, it takes a few days. So I'm completely uncertain as to when I'm going to go home. I know I will, but no idea when. But that was enough because I, I lay there and I'm recovering from, you know, major surgery and I've got more surgery in a couple of weeks. But I lay there and I felt it. Something I haven't felt in a very, very, very long time. I felt the hand around my throat. Now, if you've never experienced an anxiety attack or a panic attack, a common symptom is a tightening of your throat as if someone's grabbing you. If you've ever been in a fight, I hope you never do. If you've ever been in a fight, maybe wrestling with your siblings, or someone grabs you around the throat in a chokehold, actually feel the pressure of those fingers. I was feeling the, 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 the crushing feeling on my larynx. It feels like someone's actually holding my throat and I can't breathe properly. The muscles are tightening around my, around my throat. I'm feeling like someone's standing on my chest. All right. I can't take a full breath in. And I know enough to recognize that these are simply physical symptoms of anxiety. They are 
like I'm not, I'm not dying, I'm not having a heart attack. It is a signal that something is not right, that there is an unresolved situation. It's, it's, a, it's like nausea. It's an important signal. It's one to be taken seriously. And, you know, thanks to both my parents, there were doctors, medical professionals who always encouraged help-seeking behaviour and, you know, as I said, me learning the hard way to actually seek help, actually do something about it. And what I learned about advocating for myself for better outcomes through my own mental health journey, but also very much uh, I learned a whole new skill set around Wolfie's childbirth and when we did that prenatal course at Calm Birth and learning about advocating. And they really taught us a really good way to kind of speak to everyone and how to speak without being a punisher and how to advocate for yourself without being a, a Karen, essentially. I had an idea of what I needed to do. So when the nurse came in, and had a chat to me. I explained to her what's going on. And I said, this is what happens when I start, I'm starting to unravel. This is the first sign that I'm starting to unravel. And we need to take this as seriously as any other post-surgical complication. This is going to impede my recovery as much as a fall or a bleed or an infection. She was super cool, super professional. And, and thankfully took me seriously. But I, I knew enough to ask her, please make sure you, hand, you know, mention this during handover to the next person, they do eight-hour shifts, please write it down my chart so that not only the intern or the registrar or the doctor make sure it's there so they all see it so it's written down. And I repeated this, you know, kindly and in a nice way, obviously, like a mantra to every person that came in and cared for me. And also asking, look, is there anything I can do to expedite the home health care? What can I do so that I can leave here? Because I know I can tell that my headspace is degrading and soon it's going to be really negatively impacting what happens between now and my next surgery. And I, I can't tell you, I'm so grateful for the entire team, nurses, doctors, physios, interns, everyone who listened and they took me seriously and they understood what I was trying to tell them. I wasn't complaining. I was just mentioning it as if I would, if there was like, oh, I'm noticing there's some pus here or I'm noticing that I'm infected. Sorry, I just said the word pus without warning you. Uh, or I'm noticing that I'm, I'm nauseous all the time or I'm noticing that my hand won't stop shaking, you know. It is as serious. You know, I'll keep blacking out because I'm on these blood thinners or whatever. It's as serious. And the team just moved mountains to get me out of there. But they did with this really well because there's a wonderful Australian questioning inflection that betrays the communication of healthcare professionals. So I hear you're going home today. Oh, great. So I hear the home care is organised. Like, I, I, I don't know. I've been in this room the whole time. But it's, it's so interesting how they have this. So they don't, I, I guess it must come from like, you know, but they told me it was, you know, framing it as a question. That's funny. But what was supposed to be, five days in hospital, ended up being nine days in hospital. And I was very, 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 very ready to leave. I'm in bed. I've got my feet up. I am essentially still in hospital uh, as far as my level of healthcare intervention. I am essentially receiving hospital level of care, but I'm at home. So it's not quite hey, you're out, you're free, you go. Like, I'm on crutches. My mobility's quite affected for the next couple of weeks. And got more surgery in a couple more weeks. And, but honestly, compared to the pain that I was in, I am on a tropical holiday. I mean, I took some Panadol this morning. I worked this morning. I went out and worked. I went today, um, I did a keynote uh, at a big, big corporate 
a big high rise and all you can see is harbour out every window. Like it was super cool. It's hundreds of people. It was rad. Got to do a keynote, share my story. So I took a Panadol before a Panadol, all right, compared to the drugs I've been on. And now I'm just lying here in bed. No pain killers at all. No pain, dude. No. But compared to what I, the pain I was in, oh my God. I feel like I'm on a tropical holiday, man. It's unbelievable. But it also feels really because I've, you know, gone out and connected with other human beings and been able to speak with us and share my story and hear other people's stories. So that's also a really helpful, a helpful thing to do for your mental health to connect with other people. So, I mean, sure. It's a bit dramatic. I mean, I turn up on crutches and I've got tubes hanging out of me and I'm just, I'm just so happy to be free of the pain that I was in. I don't give a shit. I, you know, look like I do. Um, but it was, it was super cool. And I'm so grateful. Uh, so grateful. that I live in a country where the level of healthcare that I have access to is available and that the people that were looking after me and have been looking after me are, you know, are focused on what they are. And listen to me. And when I, you know, was talking to them about what it is that was going on and I'm also grateful I know enough to understand and have that kind of self-reflection to go, ah, oh, this is, I know what this is. So I guess if you could take, if, if you want to take anything out of this, like if you haven't taken the time to dissect the last time things broke apart, if things have ever broken apart for you, or the last time you had a night that ended up really badly, or the last time you got onto a mega fight with someone, like, is there a pattern that it starts? Like, maybe something happens around lunchtime or 2 p.m., and then 10 o'clock you're screaming at someone you love. Like, what is it that happens? It takes a while, but once you figure those things out, you start to identify them, you go, ah, this is the thing. I know if this starts happening in my day, five hours from now, six hours from now, I'm going to be screaming at bus drivers. Okay, I might take some breaths. I might do some squats. I might call someone, I might go pat a dog, I might go do something else. It's important to figure those things out because Jesus, man, they really helped me this week. That's for sure. I'm going to, I'm going to jet, uh, by jet, I mean, turn this recorder off and lie here, <laughs> then upload it and send it to Andy. He's going to cut it up. But thanks for listening. Thanks for being a part of it. And, um, thanks for all the lovely messages, both on the email and on the, on the gram. Thank you so much for reaching out. If you want to get in touch with me, send us your email at gmail.com. I'm also on Instagram. Uh, you find me on Facebook as well. Thanks a lot for being a part of it. Thanks very much to Andy Marr who cut the show. Uh, AndyMarr.com for all your podcasting production services. Working with me since 2015? 16, I think. 15. Might even be 15. Episode 100, I think long time Andy and I've been working together big thanks to Toe Hyder for all the music he's been making the music since episode one big thanks to Bree Steele on research and support and Rachel Barrett who's the executive producer of a lot thanks for being a part of it I'll talk to you on Monday till then sleep well and dream of beautiful things ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 
Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM.